0: section twenty of loss of the sultana by chester d berry this librivox recording is in the public domain section twenty joseph bringman i was born in mansfield ohio on the sixteenth of april eighteen forty one enlisted in the service of the united states at mansfield ohio on the sixth of august eighteen sixty two in company d of the one hundred and second regiment ohio volunteer infantry was captured at athens alabama on the twenty fourth of september eighteen sixty four and confined in the prison at cahaba alabama when i went on the steamer sultana at vicksburg i was sick and very weak and all of my teeth seemed to be loose the result of prison life Sometime in the evening of the 26th of April, 1865, we stopped at Memphis, Tennessee to take on coal. After this was done, we started up the river, and I laid down outside of the balusters on the cabin floor, on the left side of the boat. I did not sleep very soundly, and my sleep was disturbed by dreams. I had kept on my clothing as it looked rainy, a rope was stretched some twelve or fifteen feet above the deck running to the spar with which i came in contact some way as i afterwards found the marks of the rope on my body which causes me to speak of it here it appeared to me in my dream that i was walking leisurely on an incline or sloping hill and when i reached the top there appeared to be a ledge or projecting rock overhanging a river I seemed to step upon it so as to look down into the water, and just as I took the second step the rock seemed to burst with a report like the shot of a distant cannon. I felt pieces of rock striking my face and head, and I seemed to be hurled out into the river. The sensation was like striking the water with my side and shoulders and going under with a waving or oscillating motion. I came to the surface but was still not fully conscious, and started down again with apparently the same motion, but did not seem to go down so far. I became more conscious and began to strangle. I now found that it was not all a dream, and also that my clothing was an encumbrance, and at once divested myself of it. On coming to the surface of the water, I struck a scantling some four inches square, I seized it, and also managed to get some more floating debris and by this means i was able to keep above the water my thoughts were more collected now and i could see men in the water near me and also horses struggling in the water and one horse came near capsizing my frail float my impression was that the boat had capsized and thrown us off i then asked some of those that were in the water what had happened to the boat none of them knew a moment later we saw a light and then we knew that the boat was on fire and in a very short time the flames lighted up the river all around i shall never forget that terrible ordeal the water was icy cold and in every direction men were shivering and calling for help while the water was carrying us swiftly down the stream The boat did not follow, and the darkness prevented us from seeing each other. After floating some distance, I heard Philip Horn, of Company I, telling some of the others how to work to get ashore. I called to him, and he asked who I was. I told him, and then he asked me what I had for a float. I answered, and he said that they had part of a floor, and called to me to come and get on. I worked over to them and tried to get on, but their floor seemed to sink too much, and I did not venture on. I told them that I would stick to my boards and scantling. Had just let loose of their floor when it struck something and turned over. I understood that several were drowned. Floating along, I several times came near the shore, but each time the current drew me back toward the middle of the stream i could see the buildings on the bank of the river at memphis as i floated past and halloed for help the steamers along the wharf were ringing their bells and men were out in canoes but i was on the opposite side of the river and was not noticed i was so chilled that i was powerless and a kind of drowsiness came over me i felt that i was going to sleep and i seemed as comfortable as if in a downy bed I soon dropped asleep, or to unconsciousness, with the music of the bells of the steamers ringing in my ears. The next I knew I was on a boat at the wharf or landing at Memphis, lying on a mattress, and several men were working over me trying to bring me to consciousness. The boat had picked me up with others, from eight to fourteen miles below where the explosion took place. I knew nothing about this except what I was told. I learned that our boat, the Sultana, had blown up. There were twelve of my company on board that boat, and only two of us escaped. I was taken from the boat and conveyed in a carriage to the hospital at Memphis, and on going up the stairway, I dropped down and was unconscious till the next day. My injuries were a fractured arm, three broken ribs, my face somewhat scalded, scarred, and bruised all over and frozen to unconsciousness i was at the hospital about four days when an order came to discharge all that were able to go home i got up and walked around to show that i was able to go but i suffered terribly before i got very far i was discharged at camp chase ohio on the twentieth of may eighteen sixty five and was soon at home but could not do any work until cold weather that fall and i feel the effects of that exposure and shaking up to this day my present occupation is farming post office address enon valley pennsylvania end of section twenty